Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today is a Stoic Jew Podcast interlude, which means that I'm not going to base it on a specific text from the Stoic writers. Instead, I just wanted to reflect on the five-day experiment that I launched this week, which, which was to record an episode of the Stoic Jew Podcast every day. And the reason I stated for doing that on Monday was that I wanted to kind of jumpstart my production of more content for this podcast and to get over my my podcaster's block, which was preventing me from from making episodes because I had planned them out too much in my mind and they loomed too large and then intimidated me. So that was true and that was the reason and and this did help me overcome it. But in the course of uh, over the course of this week, as I've been making these episodes, then I was made aware of another benefit, which I wrote about in a blog post this summer, which I entitled Hunting for Treasure versus Panning for Gold on the Beaches of Nome. I'm not going to read the blog post, even though it was only one page, but basically I mentioned that, or I wrote about the fact that Shlomo HaMelech compares seeking chachma, seeking wisdom, to looking for buried treasure. And uh, this is in Mishlei uh, book of Proverbs 2.4. He says that you should search for, for Chachma and Tavuna for wisdom and understanding like hidden treasures. And Rubin Yonah says that, he says it will be, uh, says this means that the wisdom is sweet to his soul and working for it will not be a toil for him due to the abundant love. It will be like one who searches for hidden treasures who is told that there is a treasure in this house or in this valley. The quest for the hidden treasure will not be a toil for him due to the prospect in his mind of finding great wealth in one location and becoming instantly rich. So I mentioned in this in, in that article that that was really the way that I was oriented towards the quest for ideas in preparation for teaching. And and that's great because you're going to be looking for treasure and you're going to find lots of treasure because there's lots of treasure out there. But you're also putting a tremendous amount of, of pressure on yourself by holding yourself to that standard. In contrast, and this is still from the article, uh, I, uh, oh, I forgot to say the context of the article. So the article was about a, uh, an experiment I conducted over the summer, which was instead of my usual practice of writing a full-length article every weekday, like I have done in many summers in the past, this past summer I wrote a one-page article every weekday. So... And this post of uh, hunting for treasure versus versus panning for gold on the beaches of Nome was uh, about that experiment. So, so back to what I was saying is that um, one of the things I discovered was that once I I set my mind on on looking for one page sized ideas instead of hidden treasure, then I began to see these ideas everywhere. Like it changed my perspective on 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 Chachma in the world that ordinarily when I was looking for candidates for what to give a shear on what to give a class on then I would you know I my eyes would only be looking for sheer worthy ideas for things that could be made into an entire hour or hour and a half long um, class and once I I narrowed my vision to looking for bite-sized ideas that I could write up in, in, in one page and no longer. So then I started to see them everywhere. And the analogy I used for this was the, the gold 
on the beaches of Nome, Alaska. So this excerpt from Wikipedia, uh, which I quoted at the end of the article, says, The Nome Gold Rush was a gold rush in Nome, Alaska, approximately 1899 through 1909. It is separated from other gold rushes by the ease with which gold could be obtained. Much of the gold was lying in the beach sand of the landing place and could be recovered without any need for a claim. Total production of gold from the area is estimated to be 112 metric tons. So, in other words... You could literally just go out to the beach and just like pick up gold, uh, you know, gold dust and gold, uh, you know, pieces of gold, small pieces of gold uh, in in the sand, and uh, and that's really how I felt this summer when I was looking for these one page ideas that they were they were just everywhere and they had been there the whole time, but I just hadn't seen them because I had only been looking for major ideas. So, what does this have to do with the Stoju podcast? Well. The the last year when I recorded a new episode every day, then one of the benefits of that, in addition to forcing me to produce content, one of the benefits is that I was I, I began to see uh, ideas about Stoicism everywhere, and I began to see connections between Stoicism and Judaism everywhere as well. Uh, that when I read the Stoic writers every day, then it, uh, my my Torah learning would would influence the way that I, I read and interpreted and understood their words. And then my involvement, my daily involvement in reading the Stoic writers affected the way that I saw ideas in Torah and also affected the way I saw ideas and processed experiences in my life. And uh, and that was one of the reasons why I started the podcast in the first place, even before it was a podcast, is I wanted to get back into Stoicism, not just in terms of reading, but I wanted to actually integrate these ideas and these perspectives into my life. So I didn't even realize this, but when I, this year when I started not making daily episodes of the Stoic Jew podcast, and I started only making them every, you know, making two or three or sometimes only one episode a week, it became much more like a an academic study where I would you know I would go to the table and uh, or go to my Stoic books and then find something to give uh, to make an episode about and and I, I I started relating to it much more in that sense of looking for hidden treasure, but this week when I started when I went back to making these episodes every day, then I it just you know my my. Uh, my, uh, I was gonna say my mind exploded with ideas. I mean, that's not the right analogy here, but I started to see these ideas everywhere again. And it reminded me that this is possible that by through, through daily involvement with these ideas, then there's a much higher chance of, of making this way of looking at the world and this way of thinking, uh, an actual part of my, my life. And this is again, you know, David Amelik says this in the opening Pasuk, Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, that was a funny slip. The Rambam uses this uh, as uh, quotes David Hamelik's pasuk as the opening, uh, as the crowning pasuk of Sefer Ahava, the book of of love in the Mishnah Torah, which is the book of mitzvos that are designed to remind you on a constant basis of uh, to love God. Uh, so he quotes uh, Tehillim Kufiutes Tzadi Zion, uh, Psalms one nineteen ninety seven, which says Ma Kol Hayom Hisichasi. How how much do I love your Torah, Hashem? Uh, all day long it is my conversation, uh, and the idea there is that that the goal is not just to be involved in in learning Torah and learning Chachma as an activity that you do. The goal is for it to be something that permeates your entire 
every waking moment where you're 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 talking about Torah and thinking about Torah and seeking Torah everywhere, and it becomes a part of you in that way. And when I uh, and so so the, making these podcasts every day kind of refresh that in my mind and refresh the possibilities of doing this with with the chachma that is uh, that is contained in the overlap between Stoicism and Judaism. Um, just one last thought here is that I also was reminded of a critique that I have of of all the Stoic thinkers that I think is a legitimate critique. I, again, I, I you know I'm not an expert on Stoicism, but you know as much as the Stoics value chachma, as much as they value wisdom and using wisdom to guide uh, their lives, they don't value it in the same way that we do, right? They you know we talk about. Torah lishma about learning chachma, learning Torah for its own sake, and we talk about chachma being um, being sweet and pleasurable to us. You know, v'ha'arevna, uh, you know, make Torah, make the words of Torah sweet to us, which we say every morning when we when we say the brachos on Torah. We talk about avas Hashem. You know, the highest level of 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 human existence is love of God, which is when you are seeking knowledge of God, you know, through Torah and through uh, through knowledge of the universe, and it is the uh, you know the greatest pleasurable experience. Uh, you know, you have Shir Shirim, the Song of Songs, which is an allegory for love of God, according to the Rambam, and we 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 talk about involvement in in Chachma as an end in and of itself, and something that is a pleasure and an enjoyment to be sought. And I don't see that in the Stoics. I see them using Chachma in as a means towards having a happy life according to whatever conception of happiness they have. But that conception of happiness is not one that revolves around the pursuit of knowledge. Uh, it, it is produced by the pursuit of specific areas of knowledge, but not something that they value in and of itself. And... Um, and so I, I, uh, I again, I, if anyone has any uh, indications or proofs to the contrary in the writings of the Stoics, then I'd like to see them. But uh, I have not yet seen that. And even if it is a theme, if, if, in other words, if you have to dig it out <laughs> of the Stoic writers, then apparently it's not a, uh, a prominent enough theme uh, as it is in Torah, where you don't have to dig up references to learning Torah for its own sake or loving God or, or the pursuit of Chachma in the world being an ideal. So, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, that is it for today's episode. Uh, if you have gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at Matt-Schneeweiss, M-A-Z-L and PayPal, or MattSchneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor a day's or a week's worth of content, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnamewise at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.